Pantsuits for Women Were Once Illegal by Jennifer Wright from Racked. Perhaps you thought that the time for pantsuits is over. You'd be wrong. The time for pantsuits is just beginning. The term has been around since the 1860s, but back then it only referenced suits worn by young men. The reason they were called pantsuits rather than just normal suits had to do with the fact that the pantsuits came with short pants for boys. Real suits came with long pants. Up until the mid-20th century, it would be a big deal for a boy to get his first pair of long pants. You'd usually receive them around 13, when a young man might be old enough to not outgrow them immediately. So the term pantsuit in the 1860s was largely simply to indicate that someone who was not a full-grown man would be wearing a suit, which perhaps made the public realize that people who were not men could wear suits, people like women. George Sand had been wearing men's clothing as early as the 1830s, but in 1870, the actress Sarah Bernhardt wore a custom-made Worth pantsuit, She was painted in it and referred to it as her boys' clothes. However, Bernhardt was all about subverting gender norms. She played the male role of Hamlet on stage, and she dressed her son in women's clothing. The fact that she wore a pantsuit didn't mean that many other women did. Then the 30s came. Many more women would begin wearing pantsuits. However, in the 30s, they would be referred to not as pantsuits, but as masculine-style lounge suits. You just have to look at a Marlene Dietrich movie from the 1930s to see that could be a very chic look. However, it was intended to be a very chic look. Dietrich, Greta Garbo, Katherine Hepburn, and other movie stars could wear suits and pants to portray glamorous lounge singers or adventurous women about town. They were seen as both sexy and subversive. When Dietrich wore one in the 1932 film Morocco, for instance, she kissed another woman on screen. Perhaps because wearing them flew so much in the face of the norms of the time, regular women could be arrested if they wore pants in public. Some were accused of and arrested for transvestitism. To that end, while some designers like Elsa Schiaparelli offered what today seems like a standard pantsuit, it was not for the average woman. In the late 30s, according to the Museum of Modern Art, only the most unconventional designer would offer a straightforward pantsuit, and only a fearless woman would wear it. They certainly weren't yet an item for the workplace. There, you'd wear a skirt or a dress. It wasn't until the 1960s that women began wearing pantsuits into the office, and they were not popular. The encyclopedia remarks that, Younger women began wearing them and were scornfully viewed not only by the male establishment, but by their older female co-workers as well. Older women, sadly, are sometimes not thrilled about younger women demanding better conditions than they themselves were accorded. Yves Saint Laurent often gets the credit for the pantsuit's massive surge in popularity. He designed the famous Le Smoking Tuxedo Suit in 1966, and advertised it paired not with other deliberately masculine attire, but with bright lipstick and high heels. His biographer, Alice Rosthorne, wrote, An Yves Saint Laurent smoking became the uniform of a new generation of women who, by appropriating a masculine style, were signaling that they did not defer to men as second-class citizens. While women weren't thrown in jail for wearing pants anymore, 
pantsuits remained an item to be worn by fearless women. The New York socialite Nan Kempner, who famously said, I want to be buried naked, there must be a store where I'm going, donned her less-smoking suit when visiting the fashionable restaurant La Cote Basque in 1969. They declared that a pantsuit no more belonged there than a swimming suit. So Kempner stripped off her pants and entered wearing only the suit jacket, claiming it was a mini dress. To some women, such restrictions only made the pantsuit more desirable. By the 1970s, many women were tired of being told what they could wear or what they could do. By 1972, they were demanding more freedom in what they wore. Title IX of the Education Amendment said that schools could no longer forbid young women from wearing pants. And in 1973, the perfume Charlie by Revlon was launched. The advertising campaign featured women wearing pantsuits by Ralph Lauren as they went out.